if you put enough cardboard together, you can get the, it's the stable. structure. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Nice. It's amazing. That's awesome. I should know more about this. My dad is doing uh, in like industrial design. He's, he's a professor for that. And I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily see uh, cardboard being thrown into into the models all that often, but I know that yeah. that's how that's how things are made. I mean, you make models out of whatever whatever is will fit that size, or yeah. you know, if it's pieces of wood or things yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Nice. I love models. It's like pretend. <laughs> it's pretend reels. Right. It's, that, that's really not a good word for it. Probably. That's hey, a, I that's like a, it. That's, a, that's how they describe it. This is my pretend reel. <laughs> Let's just not use model anymore. Pretend real is much better. Yes. Thank you for that support. I appreciate that. Totally. (laughs) My pleasure. Well, um, I'm going to do the introduction now. Okay. Sounds good. So we are in Mead Public Library. This is uh, Mead Community Radio, and this is in the act. Welcome. My name is Erica Hunsinger, and we are here with Charles O'Connell. Is it Charlie or Charles? Oh, it's everything. Okay. Any, what do you any prefer? variation. Um, so I, uh, I grew up as Charlie and that was the, the main thing besides my mom writing Chaz on the lunch boxes or my, my, yeah, my to-go bags every morning. Um, yeah, so strictly Charlie, and then once I went to school in Milwaukee, it was like Charles being this official name, and and uh, and I was trying to become an artist. So, um, or uh, however you know, variation of that, um, I I decided that Charles was felt a little bit better. It looked a little bit cooler when I was signing it. Not that I ever sign anything on the front of of the artwork, but um, I just enjoyed my proper name. Yeah. <laughs> most recently, Jordan and I have had these hilarious <laughs> moments of introductory and, and people want to hear Charlie and I say Charles and it's just like, you're not fancy enough, man. That's just not working for you. You're definitely a Charlie. Just stick with it. And so most recently, I've just kind of like, I am Charlie, aren't I? Like, I'll just, I'll just stick with that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny. We were talking with the guest a little while ago, um, Toral, and she was like, you know, I'm a different person every day. And we go through all of these different waves of, like, who we are and what, what feels right and trying on things. And they're good for that time and maybe not good for another time. Definitely. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we're all different every single day. It's just like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. And if a name, I mean, I, it's fun. It's fun. And that was also the a part of the conversation with Jordan was just like, I don't find that um, that name, that question about what I prefer to be a nuisance. It's more so like a fun little conversation, conversational piece or something along those lines. But um, I could see on uh-huh. on someone else's. <laughs> Someone else's thought process, like you want to continue to always have to talk about, you know, what name you are or, but, um, 
yeah, so it's so you. It's I your it's it. part of your identity. It's <laughs> yeah. it, you. You get to choose that, <laughs> right? You yes, know? it's all right. Yes. So I, I totally uh, welcome Chuck, and you know, whoa, I didn't uh, even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that one's that one's fun. People <laughs> people go for it, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the wildest one was my cousin used to call me charcoal, and that was just. Anyway, it wasn't all the time. It was thrown in there every once in a while. Yeah. But we were tight, so it was just like... Then it was okay. Yeah, right. It was yeah. like a, yeah, charcoal, bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, not that. <laughs> no. Not charcoal. No. Yeah, so But Chaz on the Chaz on the lunch bags is really good. <laughs> totally, yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I, I've kind of fantasized about Chaz being like the go-to... Be like, wow, that I don't know. There's something about that. Chaz just sounds awesome. Yeah, so, it kind of does. Yeah. It's a little, it is a little fancy. It is a little fancy, and it's short and, and sweet. It's short, yeah. And is there a Z at the end, or is it an S? I I think I'm you not get to sure. choose those okay. things. Yes, you get to make it what you want totally. it to be. Just like real pretend. What did I? I don't know. Something uh, like that. Pretend real. Pretend real. That was yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, so I'll probably. Hit it with a Z, I would imagine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I think my mom hit the S on the lunchbox. It was this weird kind of, you know, cursive S, which it's not weird. It's just cursive. I love cursive. <laughs> yeah, you do cursive. Uh, yeah, I've, you've cur- cursive kind of finds itself into your work, it seems like. Yeah. Right? Kind yep. of like in the fade a little bit. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Uh, we were... It's a little undistinguishable and just... Because language is so important to me, I think. Um, uh, not that I can speak real well, but <laughs> it's just important for communication and totally. understanding and uh, relationships and so and songs. So a lot of times it's songs that are written into those pieces. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. I remember someone telling me that um, once, once I saw some of your work that had that, that uh, it, it was my brother. He was saying something about... Um, that it was, it was amazing because it was it was like phonetically like you would you would write things phonetically I believe is how it's pronounced right, yep. so it's like it's not necessarily uh, proper spelling or something along those right. lines it's like you're breaking down how it would sound just how it sounds yes which yeah yeah I yeah. think that was uh, that's a little bit of I did it phonetically and I also do it um, in cursive or right on top of the other words in cursive too so that you can't read it and so you just know that there's language you know that there's communication you can maybe pick out a couple of letters or something but you still are bringing it's still abstract then the the language isn't defining what the piece is sure yeah 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 that's great yeah i mean it, yeah it gives you this depth without being able to kind of pigeonhole it with a word or something yeah. like that or in yeah right yeah that's cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, so part of part of the reason why I wanted to ask you on for in the act is because you have a background. Uh, I don't want to speak about your background. Sure. Um, or question. I'm not asking this right. I got really. <laughs> I got freaked out about asking questions. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> oh no. 
It's the Q no, and an A. It's not. It's not at all. So, um, but I'm trying to practice being better at asking questions, and I totally failed right there. It's great. Don't worry. It so, great. I guess I just wanted to know, like, what you know, because I feel like you have a creative life. What you're creating, yeah. how you choose to do things, the trajectory of things. You know, it's not linear, um, but you've. You've had these experiences, like you talked about your family and with Jordan, and um, that are influences in your life. And I was wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit about, like, where your interest started and a little bit about yourself and your life. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, so, started when I was really young, and I kind of I will not lie. I think I sort of anticipated this question a little bit. So I was just thinking about like how it all came about and how I continued on with creativity and, and, and as you said, nonlinear, just like it being, uh, having an explore, exploration kind of um, feeling with all, all of, um, now I'm stumbling over my words. But, oh, you're good. Um, it's uh, definitely the influences from parents, you know, I mean, my dad was just always cranking out um, songs. He was, he'd always keep binders full of, of his songs that he was, you know, it, and it wasn't even that he needed, like, a, he had a band when we were really young, but it wasn't that he needed to, like, record these or it was just the songwriting process. So he had, like, hundreds of songs, and so he was always just kind of strumming away when he could. On a guitar. Yeah. On a guitar and, yeah. and vocals, and it was always, you know, I mean, he'd print out the paper and with like, and then write all above the lyrics. Then you would have the the chord notes following it. Um, so he was he had this process down. And then my mom just being, uh, I mean, forever she was a jeweler, a, a jeweler, and but before that, being a dancer. And right. so there was all this kind of creativity around me that it wasn't necessarily like and there was no pressure about jumping into any sort of one creative path um I think it was just like nurturing of 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 any creativity which was always really exciting and it I think it kept me open-minded for for that I didn't have to be one thing or the other that I could kind of like, Oh, I'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, the, so mom and dad kind of, you know, buying us a gu electric guitar one year when, you know, Cooper and I, uh, and then we ran right up into the attic and <laughs> had one guitar and a, and then pots and pans were my drum set for this like little experience. Awesome. Um, you know, and then, uh, so that electric guitar and then, um, you know, we, interesting things. I felt mixed feelings about it growing up, but my mom, like, you know, uh, ha had me do like a dance class or two when I was young. And I, you know, participated in things at the art center cool. while um, being young where it was just like, okay, we'll do a little bit of dancing or a little bit of acting or a little bit of, uh, oh, the musicians want to have some of us play with them. Cool. So there was always just this kind of uh, flow of creativity and and not uh, and not the pressure that um, I think can can kind of f 
um, I don't know what the pressure can do to to creativity, but it can you know do different things. And I just feel grateful that there was always this positive, like, go ahead and do what you think you're you're capable of, um, and you don't have to be this and you don't have to be that. And yeah, um, so I think that was kind of a good starting point. And I don't know if I've focused too much on my childhood, but no. growing, uh, yeah, and then. Um, continuing on, I think then it became my friends, like your partner, Cooper Deers, like he was a huge influence on me. Just like, um, I thinking, thinking about like, um, writing notes to myself and, um, just, uh, that process. I remember just finding it so fascinating, just seeing like his notebooks or his little like pocket pads that would be like, oh, these are just these are purely albums that I'm looking to either just, just experience. I need to get through all of these. And I thought that that was an amazing thing to just like with the hustle and bustle of life, like how can you, how can you remember all these things that other people are suggesting to you or like you got, so I just was like, I'm going to rely on a paper brain all the time now. So I've still to this day have like scraps of paper almost every day just trying to get these checklists done sure Um, i think that like drives a lot of my um just uh, my energy is just focused on like these goals that these little mini goals that i'm trying to get done every single day um whether that be just someone told john told me to listen to this artist or something like that you know it's just like I, I feel that that's just as like important because that p- person that I respect, you know, is, has kind of like, oh, you should check this out. Totally. Um, With so, you in mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's been cool. You know, so friends um, and then, and then, uh, you know, studying in school a little bit was uh, in Milwaukee for this interesting little um, degree called interdisciplinary arts and technology. And it was just kind of a smorgasbord of, of different, um, creative paths, um, that you could kind of take that have some, uh, career aspect to them or not necessarily a career aspect to them. Cause, um, yeah, I mean, so there was programming, there was graphic design, videography, uh, sound design, stuff like that. Um, And, and that kind of led me to this, you know, after graduating, it was just like, okay, now I can use all these, um, as as I feel they, they need to be used. Um, and jumped over to the art center, came back to Sheboygan after Milwaukee and, uh, did five years in an internship at the art center. And that was literally because the thing that I studied in school was so diverse. It was also kind of, I wasn't really necessarily thinking of like, this is, I know what I'm going to do right after school. Right. And so when I got the job at the art center, it was like, wait, what the heck? I just got every single, like all of them, maybe not so much of the programming, but like I'm doing everything I just studied in, in college at this, at this, um, this job position that I have right now. So that was just wild to like, I didn't even think there was a job that existed that covered all of this. Um, so that, you know, continued on and that helped me, you know, blossom in certain ways. Like, 
oh, sound engineering is is something that's you know businesses need and um, is an important oh, yeah. thing, and it's a weird science and balancing act. Um, so, you know, dialing in those things, and then now we're we're across the street from you guys at Honey and Ace, and and it's just like a creative house. I mean, we're we're doing yeah. you know tr- traditional retail as well, but like. It just feels like a little bit of a creative funhouse, like where we can kind of do do uh, projects that we want to do and just kind of dream up things and test them out. And um, and once again, I'm doing a little bit of 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 a, a decent amount of things that I study, you know, like videography and sound work and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe a little bit of graphic design, but um, so I think. I just took you through my entire life with influences. It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was, fun. That was good. <laughs> All right. This Welcome is back. In the Act with, I'm Erica Hunsinger, and we're here with Charlie O'Connell. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. We were just talking a little bit um, on break about actually talking with your hands, mm-hmm. and I I think it's really interesting because you were saying that it like sort of helps generate the words, <laughs> and I think that we've talked before about having similar staccato styled way of speaking which yes. I didn't prove to be true in the last segment by the way did an awesome job <laughs> but it is it's so funny because that's a gestural creative uh, way that you speak then that's been acknowledged which I you know just as an aside I just think these are yeah. like these are fun things that we all have these pieces that might be different from other people and it's really okay. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's really okay. Yeah, characteristics uh, are are great. Like they 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 make up you and that's right. yeah, so uh, embracing it's, them is yeah. It's so <laughs> if important. you talk with your hands. Right. <laughs> just try to control them while you're on the radio show and that's then right. you can go back to it after. <laughs> yeah, fly away after. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I wanted to ask. Um, so, at the at the John Michael Kohler Art Center, when you were doing those, <laughs> all right, uh, when you were when you were there, uh, and you were talking about like sound engineering and everything, you might as well open it. You can just just do it. <laughs> there we go in the act. Nice seltzer. Seltzer. <laughs> you know, but you were you were doing. Whoops! That's super funny. All right, we'll start Lotto. again. <laughs> Big bucks. <laughs> Big bucks lotto. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, they have performances there. So you were doing sound yeah. for the performances that's being dances or theater productions or musical groups or music dance groups. Um, I mean, children's yeah. performances. Right. Yeah. Um, everything. And yeah. And so that was such a 
how wonderful to find to to out of school to find a job that was like, oh my gosh, and this was part of your upbringing, like as a resource for your creative stimulation and education growing up, right? Just right yeah. down the block. I mean, the, yeah. the art center is just crazy, wild, amazing. Right, right. right. Yeah, so, I feel like I was like one of their, um, their <laughs> I'm going to say model students because they, <laughs> and it, you know, it was, it, it was yeah. Keely who would particularly like showcase me like this, but like I went to preschool at, at the art center. So it was just like, it, it you know, for the kids to see that and I, you know, doing a little like um, drum performance for some of the preschoolers and they're like, this guy was just like you, you know, yeah. he went to preschool here and um, and now works here. And it, I always felt like that was that's kind of an exciting little thing for for people. But, yeah, that was such an amazing experience being able to um, be involved with, as you said, I mean, they're, they did they dabbled with just about everything and every combination and and they were really good at um uh uh showcasing um things around the world that you know like different cultures and 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 how they and how different cultures um are creative and how they how they storytell and um stuff like that so it was just i've my mind was being blown all the time by just people coming to the art center that, you know, are from completely different walks of life. And then we get to, you know, um, nourish their creativity and try to give them the best or most, uh, comfortable experience, um, with the equipment that we have and and the space that we have. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just am, so thankful for that experience oh, at for the sure. Art Center and that yeah. it, the resource continues on. Like it's not, right. it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's wonderful for the community and, oh, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So I bring that up because I think it, when we talked to Jordan a tiny bit about this too, but, um, then you guys decided to open Honey and Ace. Yeah. 2018, 2019. Yes. Something yeah. like that. Right, right. And you ended up opening the shop in January 2020, February 2020? Uh, January 2020. Yes, January 2020. January 2020. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. You guys quit your full-time jobs (laughs) (laughs) right at the perfect time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then we had this pandemic. And so I was wondering if you would talk a little bit about that experience process. Sure. Yes, definitely. Will do. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, this can, this can roll right off of that, what we were just talking about. I mean, I think that I was a little bit more comfortable with my full-time gig, um, just the level of, of excitement. And, you know, I was, as, as we were ta- said before, it was just like, I kind of landed in, in this perfect spot of what I kind of my, my trajectory was with school and stuff like that. Um, and so I was comfortable to a certain degree. There was, um, it being a nonprofit, it was, there was a lot of work and a lot of big ideas and a lot of things, you know, opening the art preserve. Oh my gosh. Whoa, crazy. I have not been in there yet, but I cannot wait. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just, 
so anyways, uh, potentially just a little bit of, of, um, long hours, a little bit of a, a hectic schedule. Um, but Jordan was kind of already, she had the snowball effect happening where she was like, she was comfortable with, um, with her skills that she had kind of attained by practicing so much at Kohler company. And, um, it got to a point where, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so she was kind of practicing, um, being a, a freelance interior designer on the side. Um, and, and it was, it was working and, and she had been in these other experiences where, you know, after she was done with school in Colorado, she, um, she interned and worked at a few different places work that were kind of like specialty interior designers. Like one was like a concrete, uh, uh, a concrete, um, countertop company, you know, specializing with that. Um, and then she worked for an interior designer, which I believe it was just her and that interior designer. And then also at nest for a bit, which, um, so just had these experiences where she kind of was able to break down what was happening in these spaces and how, um, how that it could be a, a, a company, I guess, or a, a yeah. storefront. Um, so, so I feel like I, I think what I'm trying to say is that Jordan had the bigger cojones to, you know, go ahead and be like, yeah, let's do something wild and just like, um, and then I kind of just followed along and uh, kind of I got some part-time gigs before I jumped fully into into being full-time at Honey and Ace. Um, so so we tried to balance it out just right, um, yeah. and I think it I think it worked. Um, it's it's all so fresh and it's just like it's hard to sometimes articulate, especially with like roping in the pandemic that we just went through and, right. and stuff like that. It's just like, I feel like a lot of people were kind of up, uh, uh, not, I'm not sure if I can find the word right now, but talking to people coming through to honey and ACE, it sounds like it's been, we are not the only people that were experiencing potentially this feeling of like, we are doing what we love, but we're not doing it for ourselves. So, um, I think a lot of people have, have now had that sort of thought process of like, whether it was because they were working from home so much or something like that, that has kind of just like, or, you know, they're working for a big company and their, um, their beliefs or, uh, belief systems aren't lining up the way that they thought they were, um, now that there is, you know, kind of a little bit of world chaos going on. So, um, I'm glad that we made those choices and that we're across the street now. Um, I feel, I feel good about all of that, but it's definitely been a little bit of a frightening little roller coaster at times for sure. Um, so concurrently you have this other piece of business love that you've developed and that's future fern yeah yeah and so yeah that's been that's living there too as well right like so can you talk a little bit about that definitely yeah so um 
Future Fern was an idea that originally Future Fern Records, just recently I tried to, with the name shift, you know, it goes along with going back to Charlie, I have That's to right. change this this uh, little collective idea. Um, so it was mostly focused on, I think the, the uh, mostly was music being pushed out through the platform, but it was meant to be uh, in an all-inclusive, like, art and creativity um, just space. And it, you know, so it started as a website just to kind of um, not categorize, but I guess in a certain way categorizing um, different music projects that I had my hands in and also all my friends that um, that were working on music um, had a space to, you know, just even just a space that all of our names are listed together and that you could click on a link here and click, click on a link there um, and see these um, different people. I saw a few people, um, I think my big motivation for for starting that was um, in Milwaukee, I um, got tied in with a few little things that were similar to what Future Fern was, but I think it was was sort of more so uh, only focused on music, I would say. Um, And so two of these things, or uh, let's just do one of them. Uh, the, The one that I really enjoyed they i mean they did they did uh write-ups on releases and stuff like that so i i felt like they were doing a really good job of what they what they set out to do it was called noisy arcade and it was a lot of you know it was it was a wisconsin based i think uh for the most part the the creatives but they were going out and other midwestern artists were on it and stuff like that um and and i really liked what they were doing um, and then at one point it just kind of fizzled out and I think it was two people that were running it. And that, that I was just, I, I remember just, cause I thought it was so fascinating. I was just like, Oh, what happened? Like what, what, oh, yeah. you know, like, was it because there was two people and they couldn't see eye to eye or how did, what, you know? So I kind of questioned that. And then I was still wanting to put out music and stuff like that. And I was just like, Oh bummer i was really excited about being on this little like net label and um and now it doesn't seem to exist so what how do i what do i do how do i fill that void so um so that was kind of when it started um so yeah it just uh you know it grew to i just started asking all the people that i was excited about who who were um creatives that i knew um and and so it kind of grew to this uh, future fern that I'm talking about, uh, grew to like, I don't know, we have like 30 some people listed on the website. I have to check back in with a few of them. I feel like I, I don't know if they're still um, continuing on as being creatives. Um, so, so um, but it has maintained and it's grown and now it's being nurtured by, you know, uh, Honey and Ace and and Jordan um, kind of helping me um, realize that realize my vision a little bit more. Where it's like, okay, what can we do now with with Future Fern? Like, yeah. you have you you know how to record people, and people want to be recorded sometimes. Um, 
you can offer that service or uh, whether it's mixing or I dabble a little bit with mastering. I'm, I'm not a pro yet by any means, but I'll, I'll, give, it a, I'll give it a whirl. Um, and um, certain things like, like that have now brought it to a place where like, as Jordan's offering out her, her interior design um, contracting skills, we're going to in the near future be uh, allowing or excuse me, not allowing, but um, uh, encouraging like sound engineer and videographer contracting skills as well uh, through future fern honey and ace however i love that yeah 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 it's it's exciting and it's um uh a little scary as well because it you know puts your it's like potentially like someone asking you for a commissioned art piece or something like that where it's like now you are asked to use your creative skills for someone else's creative outcome Right. Which is cool and exciting, but scary. Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm, I'm really jazzed up about that. And oh, I, yeah. I, I, what I, potential can happen and, like, set the stage to make it happen and then, yeah. 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 And we ha- – I mean, the this, this space is – I mean – you guys know. I mean, well, this is this is a nice recording studio. We've got the curtains and the ambiance <laughs> and everything. John. But um, <laughs> you can you can nowadays you can make a recording studio in just about any room, and uh, and you know, and equipment has been um, kind of there's like a prosumer now. There's like a you know there's there is interesting word. It is a weird one, and I def I that one I. Just, got from school was and there was talking about equipment where it was just like okay are you going to get the professional grade camera that's a couple thousand dollars or are you going to get the you know the worst one which is just the consumer grade or there's this in between which you can probably afford it'll get you mediocre to you know however you use it you could probably get some professional grade um, outcome um, and I guess, yeah, just using that word was just merely just saying that, uh, that there is, uh, that rec- you don't need to go to, uh, Abbey Rhodes, you know, or a, 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 a professional <laughs> right. recording studio to right. make an album or a song or something like that anymore. Right. Um, yeah. You're not yeah. going to go over to Steve Albini's, uh, studio <laughs> right. and... In Chicago to, to make that happen. Yeah. What's that studio called? I mean, it could be fun. But. Yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not cool. sure what that studio is called, but... Um, Maybe it's not even there anymore. I yeah. I mean, those those experiences would be amazing, and I'm not discrediting or saying don't go to a, 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 a professional, amazing rec- recording studio, because um, those still exist, and they will give you some... Uh, Amazing the, the, sound, right? Right, exactly, and and uh, an experience that is a little bit different than any sort of room that you're in. You know, just um, making that happen. Um, but th- there have been a few um, little pilot um, recording sessions that we've done at Honey and Ace, and they've been in this new little lounge room that we have the little Malibu of the Midwest room if you will um and it's been exciting because yeah it's it's you know it's it's fun to have a little bit of ambiance and and can you describe it a tiny bit sure yeah there's um there's like uh I think (laughs) it's an abstract (laughs) cow print like the the black and white kind of pattern and nature of 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 
Midwestern cows. You know, I don't know if yeah. cows are everywhere, but we're trying to uh, the Midwest, the Malibu of the Midwest. Um, so that cow print is kind of on the chairs and it's on the carpet. Um, there's a neon light that says Malibu of the Midwest. So we're really trying to boost that, I guess. And even though neither of us are surfers, <laughs> right. we're just like. Come on, surfers, do it. But it's, it's, it's a big thing. <laughs> I mean, me. Sheboygan's a big surf place. It's, it is called the Malibu of the Midwest because they have like a surfing competition or something like that every like Labor Day or something. Yeah. Surfers from all around come for our tiny little waves. And yeah. <laughs> yes. And they have a blast, apparently. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. 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 And you know, it, it I love takes... that you're celebrating that, honestly. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Us too. It's it feels good. It's uh, yeah. As as small as the waves are, like let's just embrace it and and um, right and out. yeah, ride it out, ride that wave. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that's honestly that's the main. Uh, if if you ask locals, uh, uh, for the most part, if you ask locals, like what is so special about this location? I mean it. That's gonna happen. They're gonna bring that up. Yep. Pretty soon in the conversation sure. of, of the lake being right next to us. Like, Absolutely. That is that's it's a big deal. A big deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. taking it moment. <laughs> you know, this is I know. fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Definitely. Know. We can maybe use it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, welcome back to In the Act. This is In the Act. We're at Mean Community Radio. <laughs> We're at In the Act. Mean Library, Public <laughs> Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm laughing. Cut it out. Um... And this is In the Act, and we are with Charlie O'Connell. Thanks, Charlie, for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, gosh, what were we just saying? Oh, so the In the Act, yeah, the, the title of it. Yes. Uh, when I was it. explaining it to Cooper, like, I want to do this creative show. This is, this is my, the, my words just sound really clunky. <laughs> like, I'm like, I want to do this creative show. It's called, like, you know, we'll t- call it, like, you know, creative talking, talking about creative <laughs> stuff, create your life and creativity. And I was like, this is not going to work real well if I can't find a good title for it. <laughs> so he helps, he helps me really a lot. <laughs> nice. Those grounding pieces. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I was and like, then I hear help he, me. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I hear, and you also mentioned that he has done a little bit of a soundbite for the intro and outro of the, yes. of the piece as well, which I'm really excited to hear. So when I well. said this is, this is a good, part about it because I want to talk about music. Sure. Yeah, let's um, do it. <laughs> because when I said, I said, I want you to do the the sound bites for it. And Cooper yeah. like ran in the other room and he got his ca- Casio out. Casio. Yes. <laughs> Casio, whatever. Casio. <laughs> um, and it only like, I think you can only depress like two keys at once. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, like yes. the third one like doesn't make a sound because yeah. it's only two keys. And he put this like little ditty together initially. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. And then I had to listen to like. An hour and a half more of other things that he came up with. And I was like, it's not it. It's not right. I appreciate it. Nope, it's not it. What about this one? No, I don't want that one. 
And he's like, wait, just I'm, and it was so thoughtful and so sweet. And he was doing such a great job. But I was like, no, I love this piece. So, you nailed it on the first try. Totally. You don't even need that extra hour. It was but amazing. But he probably had fun like, right. oh, you know, but this and this and this and this. Right. Yeah. And then you never know where that leads, right? Right. The, right. That's the, the part about it that's so interesting is because you're we are talking a tiny bit about commissions, right? And in sure. some ways yep. that was like a little commission. He didn't get yeah. paid for it really, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that um, creating something for someone else is difficult to do. Um, yeah. But then developing your ideas around that and having these sound bites or sound expansions or contractions that you can then maybe will lead you in other areas and to other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is definitely. fascinating. It'll, ch- it'll challenge you and, and that will, you know, it'll either just be like a practicing situation or yeah, just expanding on your art, the tools that you already use regularly, you know? Yeah. 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 It's exciting, but also scary. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you talked early on uh, in our conversation about um, that your father was like always playing music and sounds and uh, yeah. songs and had all this like notebook writings that you and Cooper would go upstairs into <laughs> the attic and you'd play drums. But this is this this is your your love though throughout your life is this thread of of music making. In, yes. in lots of forms. You played in um, on your own and improvisationally, in song structure, in bands. and Yeah, yeah. That, that's been one that seemed to um, continue on the entire span of my life now, um, which has been great. Uh, I think it even, I believe before the, the kitchen utensil drum set was <laughs> piano lessons. I think that oh. came before that. Actually, I'm not sure of what, in what order that was, but yeah. So, um, we, Cooper and I, my brother, um, both got uh, piano lessons f- uh, when we were really young by this uh, great person in our neighborhood. That was exciting, and and also just like, you know, <laughs> I remember crying one time at the piano because I wasn't <laughs> the best at practicing. Um, you know, yeah. learned that early on, and. Um, so yeah, from there, um, and having that little couple year or two years of piano, um, then kind of influenced when, when I got to fifth grade, they, you know, it was, well, fourth grade was like, are you going to go into the orchestra? I don't know why they got it at fourth grade and then fifth grade was banned, but so I somehow avoided orchestra and then went to probably knowing that that I sort of in my heart wanted something like a ba- like band was more exciting to me or something I'm not sure and what was your instrument of choice so they set me up with oh, percussion sorry. because and no and and I think that was my in- instrument of choice because that there was the variety pack there and oh. um and uh and piano and if you had piano uh, training or however lessons in your in your background, it was like, yeah, you're kind of ready for percussion. I think maybe because there's, uh, you know, bells and and marimbas and xylophones get categorized into percussion because it's, uh, you know, a a, a stick striking a, an 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 instrument, which generally is yeah that then it's in the percussion category. But um, 
So yeah, so they kind of set me up with with percussion, which was exciting, um, and then did that mostly through through school. So had that kind of influence of like of and took some private lessons as well of of sheet music and kind of like progressing with that and um, uh, just I think that was important to to kind of gain those those rudimentary skills as my, as Glenn Zineman, the, uh, my, my teacher for, uh, private teacher for, for a bit was, was, you know, you, 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 to, you know, to really practice those roles, like a drum roll and all different types of drum rolls yeah. and, um, and how you should properly hold hold drumsticks. Although I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit, and there's, you know, um, just I I think that those um, those experiences throughout band and 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 the private lessons they really kind of just like taught me how to how to play those instruments and then and then the the creative project or the projects that I would do on on my own or with friends or was I felt like was benefited from those from those things that I was able to to kind of gather growing up um even if I had to cry at the piano once to, because I couldn't practice or, you know, it, that, that whole thing of not being able to practice or not wanting to practice continued into those private lessons too, where yeah. I was like, you know, my mom would be driving me to the, to the lesson and the drum book would be out and I would be instead of my practice pad, which felt very similar to the, uh, the dashboard, uh, the dashboard. <laughs> it was like the same material as yeah. a practice pad. Um, so practicing on the way to the lessons and sure. back and nervously like, Oh, he's going to know. That I didn't <laughs> yeah. practice. Um, and I think that potentially if, if I, I'm going to try to tie this together with maybe the, the not practicing it was it was always maybe this push pull where i was like i was learning stuff but i also i feel like i always kind of had this feeling that i i liked things that broke some rules and and were out was outside the box um and so so that was always a nice thing to or that kind of juxtaposed um learning things that were written and were set in stone to where, you know, where then I could go and meet up with friends and we would say, there are no rules and you do whatever you need to do on your instrument and we'll work together to make this kind of collage of sound. Um, And so, yeah, just all of that kind of just continued to influence me and continued to just be like, Wow, you can do so many things with sound and 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 music, and there's so many different types of music, and I'm fascinated by almost all genres, um, and 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 styles of music, and you know, it's just it's just so vast. Yeah, and, and it and it and it connects people. It really everyone, um, most everyone, has a song that they that speaks to them, or you know just i would imagine likes music to some degree like yeah. it's just a, it's it's feels like it's kind of natural 
I guess. Yeah, vibrations. I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm not actually sure where the question started anymore. Oh, but, but you're I th- good. It's fine. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that it's so funny because I think when once, once we start talking about the creative process itself and not factual stuff, it doesn't – the conversation doesn't feel as linear because we're drawing from our what we're remembering and experiencing and those sensations, right? Yeah. And the sensations aren't necessarily translated into words in the same way. Yeah. So it's more yeah. difficult to talk about. Right. Right. <laughs> so yes. That's why. So don't feel badly. I think this is just. It's like it's not the medium. It's like you could show us. You could. You could. We could hear it. In it. You know. If we were listening to it, (laughs) right? Definitely, yeah. Um, Can you talk a little bit about your your sound process? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So with sound process, there's a variety of different ways uh, that like what you like and what what draws you to you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, So if it's so I'll I'll use an example of like this is like creating sound I guess instead of potentially uh, going out and listening to music yeah because that's also equally as important but um, uh, there's a little project that I do with a partner um, that we call it Smooth Cactus and it's um, it's really exciting and fun because we both have kind of built up this background of um, using. Uh, let's say kind of electronic tools to 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 be sort to act sort of as the instrument, whether it's like a sampler or a synthesizer or something along those lines. Um, and we've all and we both have had these uh, backgrounds of he's you know he had the same upbringing of where I did percussion, he did trumpet, and now he's getting into guitar. And I like to play keys and stuff like that. So. Um, that project is really exciting, and and also we both put out um, music, uh, uh, like we put out our s- solo music of just like a combination of all that stuff um, individually. So when we get together, it's this really exciting moment where we can use all of our uh, upbringing and different styles of music that we love. And we also like to challenge ourselves with these like things like we've even done like, okay, let's write all the things down that are in this room, all the instruments that are down in this, in this room and put them in, in a hat and pull out of it and make us like record a song like that. Awesome. Um, and that's been super fun. Um, more recently, um, we don't, you know, like if there's a, if there's a gig that gets in the way because you have to practice or something like that where you don't you can't play the pull the name out or pull the <laughs> instrument out of the hat all the time but um that's that project has been really um special because i feel like we have similar backgrounds and we kind of like push together to to create something uh and just new and exciting yeah. um there's other projects where with you know we add the addition of cooper and we and we become <clears throat> smooth cactus becomes permanent markers that's right yeah and that's super exciting and fun and it's in a 
completely different way because we also have Cooper has all this like diverse background upbringing. He, I mean, he played guitar for years and years. He was trained on bassoon in in you know in <laughs> band, um, and so he has these fashion fascination with horns and and. and um, and looping, we're all into looping. So like, right? <laughs> no one has to consistently play. We can trigger up a looper and and you know take a little break. <laughs> yeah, um, um, which has been great. But yeah, there's like total freedom with that pro- with that project. We kind of just all set up our tools around us and and you know share tools as well. If you know if you want to ju- if Coop wants to jump on the drums or vice versa, you know other uh, just rearrange the situation but um that one's been fun because it's it's like a press record and kind of um let everything happen the way it is whereas with smooth cactus it's a little bit you know a little bit more like let's it's like a building process potentially like this like um multi-tracking in a computer so it's you know um, lots of clicking and (laughs) Yeah. Glitching. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of glitches. <laughs> I love glitches. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, so those are a few of the active music projects that I that I participate in that um, that are fun and exciting yeah. to me. Um, uh, but but also like listening just listening to music is is half the battle. I mean that's that's where you gotta gather I think what's so exciting about about that is just um, just being able to be influenced by all these different people that have put out music before you or uh, simultaneously with you. And right. um, yeah, I just find that so fascinating and I find it like that's that's homework. That's like you have to even if even if you listen to some music that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable or something like that, I think that's equally as important as the stuff that is natural and feels comfortable to you. Um, yeah, I think the world's filled with ups and downs, sads and happies, you know, yings and yangs, yin and yangs. And I think that those are, it's good to see or to experience multiple sides of things. Agreed. Yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It's it's an important distinction, too, that that I think I hadn't been necessarily as aware of. Um, Like, I I don't – I'm not – like, I talk about, like, not really liking positive psychology very much because it's just pushing, like, one idea of, like, be happy, be positive, think different, you know? Like, and it doesn't feel like it's acknowledging the other pieces of, like, acknowledge and take care of the – nurture that depressed side of yourself or when you're sad Mm -hmm. and acknowledge it and work through it, you know, so that you're – you feel more like that's a whole human being. And, you know, it's right. such a great distinction then with music is like you can listen to music that's that makes you feel uncomfortable. And what does it do? What What is – how is it affecting you? What is What are you thinking about it differently? And as well as the, the ones that really speak to your heart, you know? Like right. I love that. That's, that's a really nice uh, bell curve or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I – I totally agree, and it it yeah, it feels, um, it feels like a necessary piece of the puzzle. Like it's just like yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's not always happy, and as we all know, the you know, the world is there's so much ups and downs, and yeah. and, and we're all like consistently trying to, hopefully, trying to understand it more, and um, yeah, 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 and <laughs> ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This is thank you, Erica, for real. And John, this is amazing. I I am. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> so, how can people get a hold of you? Oh yeah. Um, so you, I I work at um, Honey and Ace generally, uh, f- almost full time. Um, take you know we have Mondays off and. Generally, Jordan covers Sundays, and um, but so you can find me there quite often. And I, uh, I website, website as well. Um, so uh, futurefern.com. So www.futurefern.com. I have removed the the records part of it because um, it felt like it was uh, a little bit. Um, it kind of. It categorized it where it didn't need to be categorized. Um, so yeah, futurefern.com is where you can find um, things about the collective. And um, in the future now, we'll have um, re- recording services available. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, yeah, just there's a ton of links on the website where you can kind of find all of those artists that have so graciously allowed me to include their name on the Future Fern website, but also um, Future Fern Bandcamp is kind of, uh, it's, I mean, if you're not familiar with Bandcamp, get into it. It's, it's, it's an amazing um, platform for um, mm-hmm. undiscovered or, or, or uh, musicians to kind of take hold of their of their, um, you know, th- their freedom of mu- musical expression, um, and also just being able to—I mean, revenue g- comes back to the artist, and um, it's just Great. a w- wonderful website. So, anyways, we have lots of music available on uh, Future Fern at, uh, at Bandcamp, Future Fern. So, um, those are two Great. spots to kind of get a hold of me definitely and honey ace and honey and ace and yep exactly yeah definitely great yeah (laughs) thank you charlie for being here and talking about everything that's really great really appreciate i had a blast this was fun (laughs) thank you for having me In the Act is produced in the studios at Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. More information on the web at meadpl.org.